y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me Podcast. I'm kind of thinking about changing my intro a little bit, because I just want to say welcome to Say La Me, instead of welcome to Say La Me Podcast. But, um, for now, you are here, so thank you so much for being here. Um, I hope that your week has been good. My weekend was amazing. My weekend was awesome. Um, it was just, it's kind of rainy. It's actually rainy today, uh, on my second cup of coffee, so we're going strong here. But, um, yeah, it was kind of rainy this weekend. There was, like, a little break in the rain for my sisters and I to go on a walk, so that was nice to get some, like, physical activity in, but it was mostly just spent, uh, relaxing and listening to folklore. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore, I can't believe, like, Last weekend I was recording, not knowing that it existed, not knowing that we were going to get it, and then this weekend, well, yeah, this weekend I was listening to it, and it was amazing. Um, Yeah, I love it. So, um, I was kind of thinking about what should I record today, what should I do, blah, 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 and I just kept going back to thinking about folklore, so I just think it's going to be a little bit of a folklore um, little chat, just a little discussion and stuff, um, because I really love that album, I listened to it, and I felt things, like, oh my gosh, um, and you know, of course, like, when do you not listen to Taylor Swift, or, when do you listen to Taylor Swift and not feel things, um, but yeah, I definitely felt a lot of emotions, um, while listening to folklore, so I just think I want to talk about that today, um, yeah, I just really want to talk about folklore, um, I kind of want to, it's not going to be a review type of episode, but it's definitely going to be uh, I don't know, just like a talk through of what I felt when I was listening to it and just how amazing it is. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want to listen to that, stick around. Also, towards the end of the episode, I'm going to kind of talk about my emotions. There were a lot of emotions listening to this album. Um, a lot that really personally resonated with me and, um, kind of relate to my story as a person. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. So, like I said, this week, my weekend was really amazing, um, but in all honesty, the week preceding the weekend, um, was not really that great. I really don't know why, um, I was just, I was struggling, I was just like, I don't, and for the weirdest reasons, like, I don't even know, like, I was just feeling down, like, really, really down, um, for legitimately no reason, um, I don't know. So, it was just like, when you have those feelings, it's not, it's not really an easy week. So, uh, so I was really glad that the weekend was good. Um, and then we got Folklore, which is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I cannot believe we have a Taylor Swift album in 2020, like, in quarantine. That's amazing. I don't know. So awesome. Um, so yeah, I listened to that with my sisters. We had kind of like a spa night. I believe that was the first time I've ever listened to a Taylor Swift album as it came out with someone else. I usually just kind of go in the corner, I like order the album, I go in the corner with headphones on and listen to it from start to finish, finish, um, I remember with Lover, I was, I had like an early, well, not really early, a 9am class, um, and I, I couldn't stay up to listen to it because I knew, I think I had a test that day, I don't remember, so I studied really hard the night it came out so that the morning, um, when I was waiting for class to start, I could listen to the album, um, and I remember just, I don't know, just loving it, sitting outside my building and just listening to it, so, um, but yeah, it was really cool, Folklore was the first album that I've ever listened to, um, with someone else in the room, the first time I'm ever hearing anything from it, um, so that was, that was really great, that was really fun, we had kind of a spa night, we, um, did, like, these feet masks and stuff, which were pretty cool, um, and we did, like, 
face masks. I don't know. It was really, really fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to listen to that album. This album is kind of like a lot of firsts, um, for me and for Taylor. Like, it's alternative. I think it's classified as alternative music, um, but folk music. So that's kind of a first. I really enjoyed hearing that sound coming, um, from the record because Lover was very pop. Um, Reputation was really pop. Um, and I love her pop stuff. Obviously, 1989 is like, I don't know, that was like her first attempt at pop and she like captured it so well. I'm so impressed with that. But, um, yeah, definitely this album, the genre was different and it was kind of nice because it wasn't old Taylor music, but it was more old Taylor than the rest of her, um, music, not the rest, but, um, post-1989, 1989 and beyond, um, it sounded a lot more like pre-1989 Taylor, um, but then it also sounded super different, so I don't know, I was very impressed with that, um, it was super calming, and a lot of people, they refer to this as a chill record, um, I kind of disagree, (laughs) it sounds chill, but, like, the lyrics, no, no, the lyrics are not chill, no, like, yeah, so the sound is great, chill, the lyrics are not chill at all, um, yeah, it's pretty, I don't know, like, if you listen to it, it sounds really nice, and really, like, ooh, and, um, I don't want to say delicate, because that's one of her songs, and that's just sounds cheesy, um, but, you know, it does sound, it sounds chill, um, but the lyrics, man, there's a lot happening, a lot happening with those lyrics, um, do I remember hearing the first track, the one, and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be about her getting married, or, you know, something like that, um, it was heartbreaking, and, yeah, it hurt me, (laughs) and, you know, then it goes down cardigan, last great American dynasty, exile, all of that, and I think the one put me in, like, such shock the first time I heard it, that I was just like, what, 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 the whole rest of the record, it was really, really funny, I kind of wonder if she kind of did that on purpose, because that's, that's really, I don't know, I don't know, I thought it was pretty funny, looking back, because I feel like I couldn't absorb a whole ton of the rest of the record, um, because we stayed up till 11 o'clock, and then the record's over an hour long, I don't remember how long it is, an hour and three minutes, I have it all pulled up here on my dying laptop, but, um, so yeah, needless to say, like, some of my sisters were very tired, it's so funny, I was tired that entire day, until about 10 30 and then I was like come on come on 11 o'clock let's get this folklore let's do it <laughs> so yeah I was I was tired the rest of the day or bleh, before but then when it came out I was like all alert but I cried during the one and um I think I was kind of like slightly out of commission um kind of preoccupied by what the one was saying um for the rest of the record, (laughs) but yeah, it's a very good song, I love Cardigan, Cardigan is super, super cute, um, it's also very sad, I cried during that one too, I actually just listened to it before this podcast, and was holding back tears, because, um, I don't know, it just sounds, it's like, I want to, I want to dance with, like, a sweetheart, um, you know, I, I'm not in high school anymore, so I can't say high school sweetheart or anything like that, but something like that, just this innocent young love, I just want to dance with someone to Cardigan, um, because it's that kind of a cute song, but it's also, like, you're losing that person, so, oh my gosh, I don't know, it makes me so, 
so I don't know feel so many emotions like it's so cute it's like I want to dance but I feel like I would be dancing with that person and crying at the same time um but yeah it's really cute and she's selling cardigans um at her merch and those like I do not know if I could pull off the cardigan to be honest but honestly she sent them to like so many of her friends and her um like different like celebrities <laughs> and stuff that and I've seen them on different people and like different different people can pull them off in different ways um so honestly who knows if I'd pull it off I don't know um but yeah I think that's really cute she's selling the cardigan I think it's adorable and that music video whoa how did they film that in isolation that's probably one of one of the things I would really want to know how did they film that during isolation and how did it turn out so well and so good um the last great American dynasty that's super fun that's really cute I love the part where she said I have a marvelous time ruining everything um that was really really adorable I just I like that song I think it was it was great and it's super it's so funny like Taylor writes about the person who used to own her house like that's hilarious I don't know I find that really funny um I guess I'm doing a track by track I didn't plan on doing this but um yeah we're just gonna roll with it because I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of songs um Exile with Bon Bon Iver I Bon Iver that is how I have heard it pronounced um so I'm going with that Ooh, that song is so sad if you have ever listened to the last time from Taylor Swift's album Red you will understand that this is the last time on steroids which means so many tears so many tears and his voice I know Bon Iver is a band but the lead singer I think his name is Justin his voice woo he goes deep I cannot reach those notes I have to go falsetto to even attempt to sing his parts um but wow his voice is like very rich very deep um I love it I actually watched this funny reaction video where the girl went nuts over his voice and just like paused it and was like is he single and stuff so that was pretty entertaining I love I've loved watching reaction videos for um folklore it's been amazing people the general consensus seems to be that like songwriting is top-notch on this album um which I completely agree with and also her vocals are amazing like they're very they're very like mature they're really really good vocals um so yeah my tears ricochet Ooh. okay lots of lots and lots and lots of thoughts on this one um this is probably my favorite song in the entire record my tears ricochet whoa I cry every time, but I don't just cry, I, like, cry a lot, <laughs> um, so, like, I listen to it, but, like, I try not to because I don't want to cry, there are some points I just don't want to cry, even thinking about it sometimes makes me cry, and that is because, um, I've been with Taylor Swift for a very, very long time, well, it feels like that, um, since, since at least since Fearless, um, if not a little bit before then, but, um, yeah, so I've been kind of following her career and gotten to know her, label, her story, how things have worked out, all of that. Um, so she was discovered in the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville by Scott Rochetta, who founded, um, Big Machine Records. This can be a small little history lesson for y'all, um, if you don't know already. And so she signed with them, um, and she really, like, Big Machine was a very small, record label I believe it they said it was like an office with two people or something and I think she was the first artist to sign with them like don't get me in trouble if I'm you know wrong about that but I think she was the first artist to sign with them and then you know 
Fearless. I think Fearless went like platinum or something ridiculous like that. I don't know. She released her first album. It was amazing. Then Fearless really took off. And that's kind of how a lot of people, including me, were introduced to her. All of that. Um, and then I think people know all about her master's difficulties. She's now signed with Republic and all of that. So she's not at Big Machine anymore. And My Tears Ricochet is what I'm thinking it's about is about that. Um, I think that's been kind of, not confirmed by Taylor herself, but, like, lots of people think it's about that, so I think it's kind of about that, um, and it's really sad, because it was less like a business and more like a family, um, and this song is essentially about losing your family, um, (laughs) and I'm extremely close to mine, uh, so that really, really hurts, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, it really hurts, it's, um, track five is typically where Taylor puts her most vulnerable songs on the record, and, um, My Tears Ricochet absolutely deserves track five status. It's amazing. I love it. Ugh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite song on this record. Mirrorball? Okay, sorry, we're moving on. Mirrorball. Um, wow, I like this song. It's really cute. It's actually really cute. I like it. Um, it's a little bit sad. I think it's about fame and about how you're trying everything to keep keep being, um, you know, revered in whatever industry, in Taylor Swift's, um, case, it's the music industry, but trying to keep being revered and, like, relevant, um, so that's kind of a, kind of a sad song, but it's super cute, though, because, I don't know, she's, I don't know, just, it's really cute, a lot of people have said that they can imagine it on the, um, like, soundtrack of, like, a coming-of-age story, and just, like, the prom dance scene, and, like, I agree, I think it's very cute, I think it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's super cute, and she's, like, hush, and it's, like, oh, I'm smiling so much, so it's a nice song to come after my tears ricochet, so you can kind of, like, shake off the tears, and just be, like, okay, you're a mirror now, like, oh, I don't know, so that's really fun. Alright, so the next song is Seven, it's actually track seven, so seven, um, this one was really cute. It was like, I don't know, it was just like running around. It reminded me of childhood, which I think was kind of the purpose of the song because she talks about her still living in Pennsylvania. She only moved to Nashville when I think she was like 14 or maybe I'm wrong. No, I think she was 14. Um, but yeah, Seven was really, really cute. It just reminded me of being a kid and it was, I don't know, it just did remind me of being a kid, which you know, it gets me emotional for a very nostalgic purpose. It's not for, um, I feel like this whole record was nostalgic, especially if you've been following along with Taylor's career and stuff since you were little, like me. Um, I think I was eight or seven or eight when I first, um, seven, eight or nine. I don't even know. Um, but around then when I first learned about her, um, so it's been a while. (laughs) It's definitely been about 12 years, um, so it's been a a long time. Um, but it reminded me of being a kid, and, um, part of me being a kid was her music, so that's really awesome. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cute, really sweet. Okay, wow, it is really raining out there, so hopefully either you can't hear that or it adds to the ambiance of this podcast episode. Alright, so track 8 is August, which is ironic, um, but probably intentional on Taylor's part, um, since August is the 8th month. Um, I really like this song. It was the quintessential, like, summer love type of, um, 
song. I don't know. I thought it was really nice. It kind of reminded me of the stock images of people like spinning around in a field of flowers in the summertime <laughs> at sunset or whatever. Um, I don't know. I actually, here's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of parts of the Tim McGraw music video where she and her boyfriend are like out in the field and she's like on his back. I don't know. She, they're like having piggyback rides or something or like funny like that. So like that song was also a summer love type of song. So it kind of reminded me of that music video. Um, it was just a really nice song. I feel like it was stated more in a factual way than an emotional way because she says, um, August slips away like a bottle of wine because you were never mine. Um, and I feel like that was more of her just being like, yeah, that's the way it happened. Um, more than like trying to use a huge, like, imagery to tell how she felt about what happened. She just used imagery to explain what happened. Um, but yeah, it was a really nice song. It's also, like, had a hint of sadness in it because, obviously, after the summer, um, the love didn't last and all of that. Um, Taylor said that a lot of this album was inspired by characters she had, um, created, so I believe this is the perspective of one of those characters um but obviously taylor does use some emotions she's felt in her life to um tell these people's stories like you do when you're storytelling so but i really like that song it was a nice song all right track nine is this is me trying uh, this one was sad <laughs> i feel like i'm kind of starting off almost every song being like this was sad but yeah this one was very sad and um i tend to relate i think to the sad stuff especially since this week just I think the last couple days, like, Thursday, Friday-ish, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week, um, leading up to the album, I, I was feeling, I don't know, I was just not feeling that great, I was feeling kind of lonely, I was just feeling, like, just not the happiest emotions, I was just feeling just blah, you know, um, and so this is me trying, I don't know, I feel like I related to a lot of the sad songs on this record, um, because just of my emotions during the week. Um, but This Is Me Trying was a really sad song. I know she's probably talking to a boyfriend or a lover of some sort, but, um, I honestly had the thought the other day while I was listening to the song, um, that she could have been talking to her parents because I know, or at least I think I know, that they've been quarantining separately. Uh, she says she talks, I think she had a Mother's Day post where she says she talked to her mom on the phone every day. Um, and in the song, she says that she feels like she feels like she fell behind her classmates. Her learning curve became a sphere, so she ended up here. Um, all of this imagery of of being ahead of her time and then all of a sudden falling behind and feeling very not ahead of her time, feeling very behind. Um, and then she says, this is me trying. And honestly, like, I feel like it makes the song sadder if you think of it as her telling her parents, like, I'm still trying, um, so for some reason, I had that thought the other day, and I was just, like, decided, this is what she's saying, um, but yeah, that was a very sad song, but it's also, like, I don't know, the imagery in that song was particularly good, especially the learning curve, or the curve becoming, um, a sphere, um, that she was, I don't know, she became, she was ahead, and now she's behind, I don't know, I've just felt that, I don't know, that was very, 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 very good, very effective. <laughs> so track 10 is Illicit, Illicit Affairs, um, I like that song, I thought it was good, it, it wasn't a, you cheated on me, it wasn't a picture to burn song, it was 
I don't know. It just kind of, I know a lot of people say a cheater's always a cheater and, like, never trust a cheater and whatever, and I I don't have a lot of experience in relationships, but um, that would be my inclination to, if you cheat on me, you're gone, goodbye. But that does not mean that you don't miss that person, and that does not mean that you um, don't see the good in that person or that you see the flaws, you know? Um, so I feel like it was a very mature way of looking at cheating. It was a very, like, emotional way of looking at cheating and being like, well, it's wrong, but, like, I still recognize, like, I don't forget the good times we had and, you know, um, I just, it's, it's encompassing all the emotions that I'm feeling right now. So that was a really good song. Um, yeah, I like that song. Invisible String. This was cute. This song was so cute. I love that song. Um, it was, I think this is very much about Joe. Um, Joe Alwyn. She's dating Joe Alwyn. Um, or engaged or married. No, I'm kidding. I don't really know. But Invisible String was super cute. It was, um, kind of like a stay, stay, stay type of song. If you have listened to that song. Um, it was very much in that same vein of that and just it was it's kind of like a cutesy song but like also in a nice way that uses imagery and all of that um if you can't tell I love Taylor's imagery I love her songwriting her um I don't know metaphor types type of style I love that but Invisible String was very cute um I like to listen to that song in the morning um because it just makes my morning feel very nice and very happy and a good start to the morning Mad Woman I like this one this was uh, okay, I'm gonna say that I like all of them, just just to tell you. Like, I'm gonna keep saying this one, I like it. But yeah, I really liked Mad Woman. I thought that um, it's kind of true. I think it's I think it's nice. It's very true. Um, no one likes a Mad Woman, but it's like, mm, well, women get mad sometimes, and sometimes we just gotta get it out. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, not I'm not kidding. I'm just it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I really like that song. I just. I don't really know what I have to say about it specifically, but, um, it was a good song. I liked, I liked the tune of it. It's fun to sing. Epiphany. Ooh, this one was emotional. It dealt with, um, her grandfather being in the war, and then also dealt with our, um, health crisis <laughs> going on right now. Um, and it made some really interesting parallels, and, um, yeah, it was just nice. It was just nice to hear. It was... It was sad, but it was really, it was really good to hear. I, I feel like she addressed the two topics of war and also, um, what's going on right now, um, very, in a very good way. I really liked it. It, it was kind of a song you could look back and just reflect on and, um, it was a good thinking song, I guess. Um, Betty, this one was great. This one was like old Taylor, just like 16 year old Taylor, um, singing. I don't know. It was really nice. I liked it. I thought it was, and I love the key change of the last chorus. Um, it was just, I don't know. I very much liked this song. <laughs> uh, Peace. This one is basically the Archer, um, from her album Lover. This one was like the Archer, but it was just more of a, a less anxious song, but still the same subject matter of, like, I'm insecure about myself, which makes me insecure about a relationship, which makes me wonder if we're right together, but, like, kind of with the knowledge that you know you are, um, because she says, 
would it something along the lines of would it be okay if I never give you peace because she's addressed that subject before it's kind of like a dancing with our hands tied as well um of like her life is crazy paparazzi everywhere intruders and all of these people um you know and her lover's life is relatively normal um and it would it be okay if she could never provide that sort of normalcy for him um but yeah, I thought it was a very nice, very, very, very nice song. I really enjoyed that one. Okay, so the last track is Hoax. Um, this one kind of the instrumental, um, it's piano driven, so it kind of reminded me of New Year's Day. Um, but like also pretty, is the word somber, sober? Um, but yeah, um, it was a very, I'm not going to say sad again, melancholy, yeah. It was a very melancholy type of, um, song, and I just love that she says, um, I don't want no other shade of blue but you, no other sadness in the world would do, um, I don't know, I take that to mean that, um, the, whatever pain her lover causes her, she wouldn't want it from anyone else, like, she can live with it, or she can, I don't know, tolerate it, or get by, or, not that she's tolerating abuse, like, I'm not... I'm not saying that, but, like, you know, she can take the hurt because she loves him so much, you know, and she's willing to work through the problems because she does love him, um, and she's used the, the color blue in a lot of her songs, um, especially Lover, and just saying, like, I'm with you even if it makes me blue, um, what else did she say? Blue eyes, something about blue eyes in Delicate, um, a lot of references to the color blue, um, and I just, I don't know, it just, it makes me smile, but it also makes me cry, um, but it was a very interesting song to end the album, I, I kind of, I kind of loved it, actually, um, so there's one more song that we haven't heard, it's a bonus track, and it's called The Lakes, it's hilarious that this album has a bonus track, because it hasn't even been out for a week, um, and there's already a bonus track on People's CDs that has not shipped to their house yet, <laughs> but, um, no one's really heard it, I don't think, but I was interested because it immediately made me think of Tim McGraw, she says the moon like a spotlight on the lake, and that was kind of like a summer lovey type of song, um, so I don't know when that song's given hold, but it must be very important because it is already a bonus track. Um, there must be something in that song. A lot of people are speculating that she's going to announce her engagement or her marriage in that song. Um, I'll be happy if she did, but I'm just really excited to hear about it. I'm really excited to hear it. So that was my track by track. Um, again, I really wasn't planning on going through a track by track of the album, but I mean, how can you not? <laughs> so I've definitely loved, um, going through Instagram these past few days because, um, a lot of people are talking about it, a lot of people that I'm following are talking about it, and it's great, I love it, I've listened to a few podcast episodes on it, I love hearing people's enthusiasm, and just how much they love the songs, um, but yeah, I definitely, I listened to the album first, and I was just like, kind of in shock, I was like, I don't know what to think, I love it, but like, I need to listen to the lyrics more, because I'm a definite lyric girl, like, I love the lyrics, um, a good tune is great, but, um, the lyrics mean a ton, especially Taylor's lyrics, because she tells such great stories, and she usually has such great imagery in her music, um, 
so I listened to the album again, uh, the next day, the next morning after I, like, slept in, um, because I was up till, I don't know, midnight, I'm so crazy, <laughs> not, um, but yeah, I like my, I like my time to sleep, but, um, I listened to it the other, or the next day through again, um, and just kind of absorb more of what she was saying and more of the story, and I just really, really enjoyed this album. I cannot believe she made it during isolation. She apparently didn't even let her record label know before, um, I think maybe a few hours before it was supposed to release. I'm taking that to mean, like, maybe a day before she announced it, because, like, you gotta give them some time, but, um, yeah, and her merch collections are super cute for this album. I just, I like the fact that she is selling the cardigan. I just think that's really cute. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed this album. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I just wanted to talk all about what this meant to me. Um, as I said, this album had a lot of firsts for me. It was a first listening to me, listening to it and absorbing it with other people around. Um, which was great. It was really interesting because a lot of times I just kind of have to internalize the music and think about it, what I think about it myself, and then I'll come out and tell people what I thought. And this time, like, my sisters and I were talking about it while it was playing, so that was a really cool way of just getting to listen to it with other people. Um, this is also the first time that a Taylor Swift album has come out, um, that I've listened to upon release. You know, I've been, like, counting down the days and listening to it right when it came out, um, where I haven't been actively looking to be a musician as a career choice. Um, I've listened to it, or bleh, I've told y'all a couple times on my podcast that um, I used to want to be a musician. I wanted to be a musician throughout middle school to around the first or second year of college. Um, so a very long time, at least it seems like that, because I was writing music every single day of that time. I... I didn't take breaks, you know, I, I wrote songs, I wrote so many songs, I learned so many songs on my instrument, I learned to play piano during that time, I learned to play guitar, um, I was very adamant that I was going to be a musician, and so far it really hasn't, um, panned out, and I have kind of taken a different approach, um, life has just kind of, um, changed directions, and so, um, I no longer really want to be a musician. I wouldn't say no if a record deal were offered to me right now. Like, that is still something that I love to do. Um, but I definitely, that's, it's one of the first times that I'm really not actively trying to be a musician. I'm kind of just trying something else, you know? Um, and so that was actually very emotional. This album was so full of amazing songwriting and amazing vocals and just, it was so reflective and emotional um it was probably some of Taylor's finest songwriting and I haven't written a song in like a year um I don't want to cry but I haven't written a song in a year which is a very 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 long time um since I've been writing songs basically from middle school like at least a song a week, something ridiculous like that. I have so many notes of songs. So this album came out, and it was spectacular songwriting. And I was listening to it as someone who hadn't written a song in a very long time. So after this album came out, um, I wrote some songs. And deep breaths. <laughs> it's, it's emotional. Um, 
But yeah, I wrote some songs and it felt so good. So, yeah. <sighs> Goodness, it's probably the most, most, um, what is the word? I don't even know, I don't know words anymore. Most transparent I've ever been on the podcast. Nothing is an act, but, um, normally I would just switch it off if I'm gonna cry. I don't think I've ever had a podcast episode where I'm gonna cry, um, before, but it was, it was emotional to listen to this album to know that, I don't know, to know I was, I'm in a completely different place than I have ever been, um, when Taylor's released albums. So it's also just, it's just really nice. It was really nice to listen to this record. And, um, something that I want to talk about, it might be my next podcast episode, is that it's okay to have hobbies. But it's, um, something that's very difficult for me is that something that I was adamant, this is going to be my career, has now become a hobby. So, it just, it takes a while to kind of just do it again with a different expectation. So, yeah. (laughs) This album was amazing. I loved it so much. It means a lot to me. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna pause it real quick. Okay, it is really raining out there, so y'all probably can hear it, so yay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good album. I was very touched by it, obviously. Um, yeah. So, I loved having a new Taylor Swift album. It made me feel very, I don't know, it gave some sort of light to the past few months. Um, the past few months could have been way worse for me. It really could have, and I've been doing so well the last few months. But just the situation of having a pandemic and having stuff being different. Um, having a new Taylor Swift album has given kind of a light to that. That's been something that I really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, thank you, Taylor, for that gift. That was, I really like that album. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I really do. I know I've said that before, and then I went on a rant about, well, it wasn't a rant. I went on an explanation of my emotions and bleh, all of that. So, I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, definitely leave me a review if you like this episode, or follow me on Instagram at Salami Podcast. I also have Anchor um, support, I think is what it's called. You can support this podcast, I think for as little as 99 cents, um, a month. So definitely check that out. And that would honestly help me so much. I'm trying to get like a new mic or something. Um, but that would definitely help me so much. So if you want to support me for 99 cents a month or more than that, if you feel like that's a good investment, um, definitely do it. I will encourage you to do it. (laughs) That would help me and I would be so, so appreciative. So yeah, that is my episode. There will not be a new episode next week because it will be my birthday and I just kind of want to take that week off. I just kind of want to spend it with my family, spend it with my siblings, um, and just chill out for a week. But yeah, I will see you in a couple weeks and thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, Bye.